My worship team will tell you, Catherine especially, that I'm not the best at coming up with sermon titles. It's true. Uh, James part one, James part two, that's the kind of sermon titles I come up with. But one of the most famous sermon titles of all time, I certainly didn't come up with it, is Nick at Night for this particular passage. That's not the sermon title today, by the way. But I've had several pastor friends who have called their sermon on this passage Nick at Night. You get it? Nicodemus comes to Jesus at night. Yeah. I remember watching Nick at Night. That's the first thing that comes to my mind. I remember watching Nick at Night in the very late 80s and early 90s. Does anybody remember watching or still watch Nick at Night at some point in their lives? It would come on after Nickelodeon, which is a channel devoted to kids' programs, and then after supper time and before bed, uh, usually Nick at Night would come on. And Nick at Night would show classic TV shows from the 50s and 60s and 70s. At least that's what they were showing in the 90s. Now they're showing TV shows from about 10 years ago. And I say, this isn't old. What are we doing? But I remember in those days watching Nick at Night and watching shows such as Mr. Ed, Green Acres, Get Smart, Dragnet, F Troop. You remember these shows that exist? I actually watched those. I enjoyed them. I enjoyed watching Nick at Night back in the day. Those shows, of course, were first aired before I was born, and so my parents could also watch those shows, remember the shows that they watched as kids, as I would watch them as a kid as well. It gave you the chance to relive those TV shows. But it also gave you a chance to relive your life from a previous era. You'd get, you'd get sucked into those shows, and you would remember what it was like to live in the 50s or 60s or 70s. There's still that desire to watch what we've known before and to get lost in what we've known before and that which is nostalgic and that which is comfortable. And it's easier than ever to do today. Things like Netflix and Hulu allow us to watch all kinds of television shows from the 50s, 60s, 70s, every decade. You can find it on television now. You can stream it as long as you have internet and a TV or computer. You can stream those old shows and get lost in what you enjoyed so many years ago. Valor and I, now that we have Disney Plus, which is another streaming service, we can now show them the Disney movies that we watched when we were kids in the 80s and 90s. So, for instance, they, for the first time, saw the animated Little Mermaid, or they saw The Lion King, or Aladdin, the real Aladdin and the real Lion King from back in the 90s, not these real-life remakes that they're doing now. I don't know if they'll ever see Green Acres, but they are watching some of the original Disney classics. And yet there's an abundance of new shows. There's an abundance of new shows to watch, and some people say we're living like in a second golden age of TV with Amazon and Hulu and Netflix and all the channels we can choose from. There are so many good television shows on TV right now. And yet, Valerie and I, I've I've got to confess, we don't really watch the new shows. We go back and watch shows that we had watched before in a previous era. For instance, right now, we're watching The Office, which is a sitcom that came on NBC uh, back in the 2000s and was officially went off the air several years ago. So we go back and watch old shows a lot because it makes us feel good. It's nostalgic and they're enjoyable. That's when TV was funny, right? Unlike today. The 60s, Ron? 
dating yourself. Nicodemus was a Jewish faithful man in a Pharisees, and he loved the greatest hits of the faith. He loved the old Jewish faith, the old ways of doing things. He was a Pharisee. That's what he was trained to do. He wasn't a bad guy. He loved where he found himself as a Pharisee, practicing and keeping safe in the old religious ways. And then Jesus comes along and shows him something new and tells him of something new. Jesus comes along and speaks of new things like being born again or being born of water and spirit or of this radical notion that God so loves the what? The world. Not just a select few or a select people group, but God so loves the world. This is what was new, and it was uncomfortable. Nicodemus liked the old way of doing things, kind of like how we like our old shows. Nicodemus liked the old-time religion, as we've sometimes said today. And so the arrival of Jesus meant a reset of the faith that God's people had always known. As we mentioned last week, we're in the season of Lent, which in this worship series we're calling a boot camp for the soul, or a spiritual boot camp over the next few weeks as we lead up to Easter. And we're comparing it, for instance, to a boot camp that you might join as as a fitness class or something like that. And with these boot camps come changes in our lives, ways that we must act in order to be transformed. Today's scripture shows us that when we seek to become closer to God and the new reality of the kingdom, we must be willing willing to hit the reset button. In many ways, if you join a boot camp or a fitness class, that's in some ways what you're trying to do, right? You're coming to that class saying, I'm going to hit the reset button. It's time to do away with all the bad habits, and that's what what I've taken on over these past few weeks or months or years. I'm hitting the reset button, and I'm starting again. That's what Jesus is challenging Nicodemus to do, and not just simply for a 40-day period. But Jesus is saying to be totally transformed and to see the kingdom of God and to live into the kingdom of God, you must reset Of course, Jesus phrases it in a way that we still use today and still means something significant. Jesus says, you must be born again or born from above. Now, we've almost become desensitized to that phrase because we use it frequently in the Baptist church. We talk about what it means to be born again when we become a Christian. We talk about what it means to be born from above. And yet for Nicodemus and for all of the people who read this text or heard this tradition for the first time, being born again was a radical, uncertain concept. This was obviously disconcerting to Nicodemus. Sometimes we give him a hard time and think that he was trying to take Jesus literally. And we sometimes give the Pharisees a hard time, but that's not what Nicodemus was confused about. He didn't take Jesus' words literally and literally believe he would climb back into the womb. Nicodemus was genuinely asking, why would I want to go back and start over? Or why would I want to experience something new 
when this faith and religion that has served us so well up to this point, why would we want to start something new? Why would we want to hit the reset button is ultimately what Nicodemus was asking. And yet Jesus, in many words that we can't quite get to all of them today, shares with Nicodemus that the gospel requires a willingness to be reformed and reoriented, even broken down and rebuilt, or to be reborn. It is a reset to be born of both water and spirit. When Jesus speaks of being born of water, of course, we can think of our baptism. We can think of Anna's baptism last week. We can think of our own baptism, that in those baptismal waters, we are publicly hitting the reset button, saying to the world and saying to our churches, we are starting over. We are putting the old life behind because we have been washed clean because of the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. That profession and public desire is repentance. The proclamation that we're going to live differently and hit the reset button. But we also must be born of spirit, meaning that when we are baptized and when we choose to follow Christ, we receive God's spirit who goes with us as we go into the world and carry Christ to the nations. Once again, that is a concept that Nicodemus was probably unfamiliar with at this point. All religions of the world, including the Jewish faith at this time, were very focused in on a narrow people group. Religions and faiths were not for outsiders. They were for us. We keep it to ourselves. We keep it to people who are just like us and look like us and were born in the same country as us. And Jesus tells Nicodemus perhaps the most radical concept of this being born again. That anyone can be born again. That anyone can experience this baptism by water and baptism of the Spirit. That anyone, that God so loves the world, not just you, Nicodemus, and the people who follow this law closely, but everyone across the world, that whosoever believes and Jesus shall have eternal life. He goes on to say, because God didn't send the Son of the world to condemn the world. That's the old way of thinking, that our religion or our faith is here to point out what's wrong with people. He says, the Son of Man came to save the world. That is a reset like no other. We speak of what it means to enter into life with Christ in being born again. Many of you can remember when you made that decision. You can remember your baptism or the time that you realized it was time to be born again and to make that conscious decision to be a follower of Jesus Christ. And so I ask you today, for disciples who remember that time, when we read this passage with Nicodemus and learn the good news of Jesus Christ coming to save the world, what does that mean for us who have already been born again? How does this verse apply to those of us who have already accepted Jesus? Did you ever think about that? 
We talk of this scripture so much when we talk about what it means to become a Christian or to share our faith with others. But what about those of us who, have been already, who are already followers of Christ? Does this being born again concept no longer mean something to us? Being born again is an initial commitment. When we become followers of Jesus Christ and we are born again, we celebrate the fact that when we pray and ask for Christ's forgiveness, our journey with Jesus begins right then and there. And yet, being born again is a lifelong initiative and commitment. And so I say to you today, Though years ago I accepted Jesus and was baptized at Melbourne Heights Baptist Church in Louisville, Kentucky, I believe that I am still being born again. I believe that I am still learning what it means to be a new creation. I believe that I am still doing my best through prayer and through reading the scripture and through meditating on God's word. I am learning what it means to grow and to be born again. God is still doing new things in my life, and God is still doing new things in yours as well. Once again, the day that we become a Christian is exciting, it is a celebration, but that celebration of new birth continues day in and day out for all of our days. Let's remember that today as Christians, that we continue to celebrate our new life and new birth in Jesus Christ and that we must continue in this season of Lent to remember that we are to be reset. There may be times when we are tempted, like Nicodemus, to think in the old ways. And yet Jesus calls us to something new. Jesus calls us to a new way of loving one another and a new way of loving the world around us, not being exclusive, but taking the gospel to all kinds of people that we encounter. No one is off limits, is what Jesus says. We are reminded of the truth of the gospel when we come together and take of this Lord's Supper as we are preparing to do. And so today, as we prepare for this time and we come to the table to take of the body and blood of Christ, let's be reminded of our initial commitment to follow Jesus and to trust in him for our salvation. But let's remember that as we take of this Lord's Supper today, we are re-energized and ready to go again, as though we have been born anew even today to go out into the world and to share the same good news that Jesus shared with Nicodemus 2,000 years ago. Let's pray together. Oh God, we give thanks for this good news. And we pray that it would be as fresh and exciting as the day we first heard it and the day that we entered the baptismal waters. We pray that we would resist to cling to the old ways, to cling to the old shows that Nic as Nicodemus did. Help us to find new ways of living out our faith. Help us to acknowledge that you are still working on our hearts and that you are calling us to new things as individuals and as a church. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.